0: Love Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Moder, the host of Diva Strategies for Success. Where each week I bring you a dynamic guest, and tonight we have a very exciting guest. Her name is Allison Mead, and Allison, Allison has written lots of books. Her newest one is called Searching for Sassy: An LA Phone Psychic's Tales of Life, Lust, and Love. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Alison Mean attended attended Boston College, the late school of art in London, and New York University's Tisch School of Arts. She has worked in publishing as an editor and ghostwriter and in film development at New Line Cinema, Sony Pictures, Village Roadshow, and the Buena Vista Motion Picture Group. She has also produced a documentary on mandated medical care featuring uh, Academy Award actress Susan Sarandon, her plays have been staged at Off-Broadway off with regional theaters across the country. Allison's fiction essays and articles have appeared in over 30 publications, including Salon, In These Times, Bitch, Bust, Whole Life Times, Punk Planet, MSN, The Sun, AOL's That's Fit, Tapestry, Stylus, Clackamas Library Review, and the New York Daily News, among others. She has received the Columbine Award for Screenwriting, the Roy W. Dean Filmmaking Grant, and awards from Writers Digest and the USA Book News. She's also the best-selling author of *Wake Up Your Stories* and *Wake Up to Your Weight Loss*, and has toured across the country teaching mediation, me- meditation, and giving workshops and seminars on a variety of healing topics, including manifestation and the development of a personal narrative practice. Her entrepreneurial spirit also helped to launch the Write It Off Club, an online community that helps people use sane, holistic methods to reduce reactivity and promote healthy weight loss. A psychic since childhood, Alison has been reading people since the age of 19, has then spent the intervening years honing her abilities and certifications at the highest levels. In astrology, Reiki, matrix, energetics, neuro-linguistic programming, mindfulness-based stress reduction, and sound healing. These days, she provides humorous and forthright readings and intuitive healing sessions as a Sassy Psychic, and that her website is psychic, com serving celebrities, sports figures, and people from all walks of life. And as I mentioned, she recently launched a new book called Searching for Sassy, NLA's L.A.'s phone psychic tales of life, lust, and love. Welcome, Allison. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. Oh, Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here, Abby. So what? Uh, your new book is called Searching for Sassy. When? Mm-hmm. Where does the title come from, and what does it mean to you?
1: Um, well, I I wasn't always, I believe I was psychic. I think I was really reticent to call myself a psychic. It was this process that takes place in the book of breaking up from a long-term relationship, quitting my job as an editor, a book editor in New York, and literally just jumping in the car and driving 3,000 miles to Los Angeles where I fell backward into a life as a, as a phone psychic that kind of taught me and gave me permission to claim that title for myself and really began a longer process of just taking power in general in my life.
0: Wow, that is interesting. You, you've you been psychic since you were a child but had trouble accepting this. What brought you to a place of greater acceptance?
1: Well, uh, working at a psychic line is, is a really interesting, uh, sort of being thrown into the deep end of a pool. <laughs> because no matter where you are with your development as an intuitive, uh, whether you're an astrologer, a tarot reader, whatever, you end up talking to all different kinds of people all the time. Uh, You really don't have a choice about who calls you. You just pick up the phone and there's somebody there. And that person might be looking for a boyfriend or might be going through an amazing, huge crisis, like recovering from drug addiction or uh, post-traumatic stress or some enormous life problem or transition. And so you really have to be ready to be extremely compassionate to whatever you find on the other end of that phone. Uh, So that was the practice for me.
0: Wow. Learning on the job, right?
1: Absolutely. And kind of being okay with that. Because at first, I I have to admit, I wasn't the happiest camper. and So I wasn't always uh, as graceful about it as I wish I'd been in retrospect. But I really learned. You learn how to be very resilient. You learn how to trust your skills, to trust your intuition. And that comes in handy in all kinds of different parts of life, not just being a psychic.
0: Um, Searching for Sassy tells the story of a move from New York to Los Angeles after a love re- relationship ends. Sassy, how did that color your decision about what kind of work to take next?
1: Well, I yeah, I had been a book editor for seven eight years at that point, and I loved publishing. I thought I would stay in publishing for the rest of my life, but of course, as most people in Los Angeles or who've who visited here know, there's really not a lot of publishing work out here. So, I. I needed a job. I kind of fell backward into this, this phone psychic job. But what was great about it was that it, it gave me an opportunity as I was healing from heartbreak of this relationship that ended badly for myself. Almost everybody calling me was asking about love issues. So by answering their questions, I found that I was healing as well in that area of my life.
0: So that was, that was great. That was helping you as well as helping them.
1: Absolutely, it was it was really interesting the way the universe put me in that position so that I would be healing at the same time I was helping other people.
0: That's good. Um, what eventually brought you back to yourself and onto the path of spiritual development?
1: Um, I think it was a combination. It was I worked with a lot of really gifted people. I think a lot of people think that phone psychic lines are really out of work actors. <laughs> A lot of people I meet assume that they just are, and I think I did maybe too. But um, I worked with a lot of amazing people, really, really gifted, and I was able to go from person to person to person and learn a tremendous number of skills on the job. And then I'm a huge reader as well, so I think my own curiosity played a big part in that. And reading a lot, experiencing a lot, and then you just learn. You learn to trust yourself more and more and more the more you interact with people and the more you read people. I just got really comfortable so, around other people with their their most personal issues. It was great.
0: So um, since then, you've built a very successful intuitive healing business online, Southeast Psychic. dot com. What are I some have, of the yeah. services services you offer?
1: Oh gosh, I offer a lot of stuff. Everything from phone and email readings, dream interpretations. I do channeling, channeled readings, astro cartography, which is a it's a way of putting your birth chart over a map of the world. It's great for choosing places to move where you can make more money or maybe meet a lover or even good places to travel. I do all sorts of energy work, so Reiki, matrix energetics, uh, theta healing, pranic healing, things like that. And I also teach private intuitive development readings. Um, So I teach other people how to develop their own intuitive skills to use in whatever path of life that they happen to find themselves so whether that's business, and they just want to be more intuitive in that, in love, I work with a lot of artists who may find themselves in a little bit of a stuck place in life, and we're just able to to utilize their intuition to kind of break through that stuck feeling.
0: So, how can people? Um, where can people go to find out the different things and, and connect with you to uh, do one of your the different things that you do?
1: Oh sure. Uh well my website is com, And um there's a if you go to slash readings there are descriptions of each of the different types of readings I offer, but we also have a uh a blog if you're just interested in kind of learning more about or to see if we might vibe back and forth. There's a blog and you can hear uh different posts in my voice. We also have a store there, so I have downloadable meditations, ebooks, things like that. And that's really okay. helped
0: the Uh do you encourage people to develop their own intuitive sense?
1: Definitely. I, I think intuition is one of the primary skills. To me, it really is the sixth sense and, and one that we should should not do without since we all have it to begin with. Developing it doesn't mean that you have to necessarily want to be a psychic or even plan to practice as a psychic or any kind of intuitive or healer. It's just a fantastic skill I think to have in the world we normally all come in with a, a wonderful sense of intuition and have it usually leaves us at about school age because it's not encouraged. Instead, we have um, rows of seats and we're taught to memorize facts and things like that. But intuition can can help us, uh, most importantly, to avoid danger. And that's in no, any...
0: I always say that our intuition always gives us the right answer. And what happens sometimes is we let our our head get in the way and talk us out of it. And then later we realize that we have the right answer in the beginning.
1: That's so true. It's one of the things that that goes along with with my private intuition I'm sorry, intuitive development sessions that I work with people, one of the most important skills is to notice that you're overriding your intuition and learn how to not do that anymore, because we all do it almost seamlessly.
0: Right. What does your method bring to the exchange during a psychic reading or energy work session?
1: Oh, let's see. Well, I am... I like to laugh, so I don't think that other people's problems are funny at all, but... I do think that sometimes taking our reality as one reality among many is probably a little bit healthier. So there's part of that. I also am extremely personable, very down-to-earth. I don't really speak woo-woo psychic language. (laughs) I like, if I'm going to teach somebody intuition, I'm going to teach them how to use it in their real lives and not really esoterically. And I think I'm also very, very deeply compassionate. I've been practicing meditation for about 15 years now, And that's really helped me, as well as working on the psychic line, as I was saying earlier, to become really, really deeply compassionate to pretty much anything I hear. I mean, at this point I feel like I've pretty much heard it all. (laughs) So a lot of people are are sometimes on the phone with me apologizing for what they're telling me, and I'm always like, no, 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 Don't, don't ever apologize. It's important if you're going through it.
0: So what they do is they go to your website, and they go to the different links, and then that's where they sign up to get a consultation with you. Is that right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And um, if you have any questions about, you know, which reading might be better for you, there's a contact link on the site. Completely fine to ask questions. Um, Myself or my assistant are available to answer questions about which reading might be better for you than another.
0: What's one quick thing you recommend when someone is trying to open up and begin to trust his or her intuition?
1: Hmm. I think the biggest one is some sort of inward turning focus. So for me, it all starts with with meditation because when we begin to place that attention on our insides rather than on our outsides, immediately a lot of people say, oh, I'm just not intuitive. I'm not in touch with that. And as soon as we do our first meditation usually, <laughs> almost everybody comes out of it saying, oh, my God, I didn't realize all that stuff was going on inside me the whole time. So it it has to start with that. And then to keep sharpening that focus by continuing meditation over time, even five minutes of meditation, you probably know, uh, can have tremendous benefits, everything from stress reduction to health benefits. And then it also starts to bring that focus inward on the self and on the intuition.
0: Tell me about some of your other books. I know you wrote one that's called Wake Up to Your Weight Loss, and you have another one, Wake Up to Your Stories. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Sure. Uh, Wake Up To Your Stories came first, and it was a practice that I had been, it it was as I was transitioning kind of out of editing and ghostwriting and more into writing, I noticed that in working with people, I often was ghostwriting, and so I was, was it's almost like being a story midwife. You're pulling a story out of someone else, and that person may or may not be comfortable with that. So you end up having to become pretty close with them over time. And I noticed that over time that the process of telling the story was very healing to those people, uniformly, in some way. And Wake Up to Your Weight Loss was an extension of that because I noticed that a lot of people who went in with traumatic stories, for example, abuse, neglect, addiction, etc., in telling the story would often lose weight and heal from their addiction or trauma, whatever. So we, I put together a, a narrative practice, where we would discuss this over a period of time, and I would work with various students over a concentrated period of time, like a weekend, or week to week, like I teach intuitive development now. And so Wake Up To Your Stories is really about a similar process of waking up to the stories that are going on inside of us all the time. Whether or not you want to write them out is is up to you, but we have stories that we're spinning in our minds that are existing as fantasy, that are existing as, as as intentions, as other things we want to achieve, And so these two books uh, work in tandem. I mean, not everybody specifically wants to lose weight. So you could pick up, wake up to your stories and learn this practice and apply it to almost any area of your life.
0: Um, Are there any plans to do any other books coming up in the future?
1: I am working on a book now. I'm working on a book that it looks like the title of it is going to be The Intuitive Path to Love. Because so many people I talk to, either by email or by phone or by Skype every week, the huge lion's share of my clients are asking about love, which I think is amazing. Because <laughs> you would kind of think it would be money, I think, but it's not really so. Uh, almost everybody I talk to, maybe ninety-eight percent, are looking for love. So wow, yeah, it's really, really over the top. And so, and and, and a lot, and as I say, everybody is almost. Um, Apologizing. And I always say, no, that's, that's beautiful. Everyone wants to have love and to share love, to give love. And so I'm going to write a book that is specifically helping people to use intuition to attract love, to maintain love, relationships over long periods of time, different types of love, love of friends, uh, love of animals, and how to really prepare yourself and how to utilize intuition in a very loaded emotional situation. It's difficult sometimes for people to focus intuitively when their emotions are Called into play, and then also how to how to handle situations that commonly arise in dating and love.
0: Uh, that'll uh, that's going to be great. I bet that'll jump to the top of the chart overnight.
1: <laughs> I hope so because I really try to go with what what I feel like people are asking me for, so to speak. I mean, they're not literally coming and saying, "Please write a book," but. Uh, so many of my clients are saying, I wish someone would write a book, and I think, okay, well, that's a note for me. I guess if I can do that, then I will. So I think
0: think it can help, because a lot of times people think they're the only one with the problem. Exactly. And I'm sure you hear the same problems a lot, and this way, when people read different things, they'll say, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone. There's others that have experienced what I'm going through.
1: So true. It's really true, and... How big would that be for people to not think that they were somehow freakish, that they were completely normal, and that it is I can't think of anything more human and normal than to want to give and receive love?
0: Right. I I think that's so true. Are there any other things you offer besides meetings on com?
1: Well, actually, I am just about to launch a series of online courses. So they're not on the site right now, but if you feel like it, join the email list. It's on the right-hand side of the page. Actually, I think it's on the right-hand side of every page. We don't spam. We don't over-email. Don't worry about it. I usually email everybody once a month, and sometimes you get some great sales that way or some great discount codes, and sometimes they even give free things away. But... These classes are gonna be summer learning. So uh we're gonna the first one we're gonna do is in late June. It's gonna be on manifestation, just three weeks long. And if you can't make the calls, we're gonna make them available for download later.
0: Oh wow, we'll that's pick, good.
1: Yeah, we're gonna do that one and then we're gonna the second one is gonna be really, really uh early introduction to energy work. So just learning how to how to um manipulate energy, how to release things that you don't that don't feel very good and how to begin attracting things for people who've never, ever used energy work before. So super simple. And then the third one we're going to do is writing and healing oriented. Each of them is just going to be three weeks long. So throughout the summer, we're going to do those three classes by phone, and then I'm going to send out some assignments for people to do in between and then have time on the calls for Q&A. Do
0: you ever speak for groups as well?
1: I do, yeah. It happens generally more in, it gets very concentrated around the time I release books, it seems, and then <laughs> and then I kind of go back to my real life, and then I get a lot more speaking invitations. But, yeah, I do enjoy speaking. I also teach a lot of workshops at uh, metaphysical bookstores, yoga studios, uh, kind of alternative healing centers, place like that. So I love that because, as you know, writing can get very... Um, isolating. And so it's lo- it's wonderful to go back into the world at some point and then start interfacing with people in a way that's not as formal as just giving a reading at a bookstore. Sometimes that feels a little formal to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need to introduce you to my friend Dr. Geraldine Lee. She has Nutramed Health Center in uh near LA. She cool. does a lot of she does everything more more into the alternative healing, which seems to be stuff that you're interested in as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm always looking for ways that we can use everything that's available to us in our health and healing. So I think intuition is a huge part of that. I mean, even as far as there is medical intuition, you can learn how to drop into your own consciousness and see, am I, do I need more potassium in my diet? Is this a safe thing for me to eat or drink? Things like that. So, yeah, you can really get quite fine-tuned
0: with intuition. Well, wow, that's good. Um, I'll also maybe send you an email about maybe speaking for some of my NAFI networks. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm also the NAFI Western and Mid Atlantic. And we have we have about nine NAFI networks in Southern California. Oh, cool. And each month okay. they have a meeting with speakers. So, you know, look at something closer to you in the LA area and see if maybe you'd be available to come to one of the events and speak.
1: Sure, that would be great because, yeah, usually from here to about San Francisco and down to San Diego, I'm I'm making a fair number of trips every year.
0: Okay, well, that's good to know because I'm launching a San Diego North County network this month. Oh, cool. Uh, so, again, let's give them your website and any last-minute thoughts you want to leave with the uh, listeners because we're almost out of time.
1: Okay, uh, my website is www dot sassy psychic dot com s a s s y p s y c h i c dot com and um yeah it's it's good to stay in touch that way my email list uh on twitter i'm at sassy psychic at uh and on on facebook it's ally sassy psychic is my handle so
0: yeah what is it on facebook
1: it's Ali Sassy Psychic.
0: Ali. Yeah. There's
1: also a link on my website, so if you just wanted to save yourself some time and not look, you could just go to the little icon on the Sassy Psychic site. And I think it's on the right. Yeah, it's on the right-hand side of the page, at toward the top of any given page you go to, little Facebook icon.
0: Well, do you have anything last minute you would like to share or thoughts uh, or last just-
1: minute words of wisdom? Um. Be fearless, I guess, is the thing. I, my life has taken a lot of twisty, twisty turns, and so if I had ever, if I had been afraid to go and work as a, as a phone psychic, or had blown it off or not taking it seriously, I would definitely would not be here today, doing what I do. So, uh, I don't even know if it's possible to be completely fearless. I think people sometimes think fears, fearlessness is the absence of fear, but it really is the courage to walk through your fear. So that's what I
0: would say that's great well we've been listening to Allison Mead who is the author of Searching for Sassy it's an LA phone psychic tales of life lust and love and be sure to go to her web- website which I'll give up to them one more time sure it's
1: uh, www.sassypsychic.com
0: and again Allison it's been wonderful having you on the show and when you get your next book done, call me again and we'll have you on again.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Robbie. It's great to meet you.
0: Okay. Have a nice day and thanks again.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Bye now.
0: Tune in next week when we'll bring you another dynamic speaker on Diva Strategies for Success.